We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Welcome to another edition of Mind of Money presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready. Martin Palomo of Pinnacle joins me as always from his office there in Jackson. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes of business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get to quote. The rest is up to you. Shop it around. Do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. And let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. And Martin, before we get rolling, please tell the people what's going on at Pinnacle and how they can get in touch with you guys. Indeed, man. Um, I guess we can stick a fork in summer. Uh, summer is officially over. Uh, kids are back to school. I realize the actual season of summer is not over. Um, but so people getting back to their normal everyday grind, getting kids back to school, um, which means that we are going to be back to kind of our normal pace of life. Um, you know, at the office, people coming in, seeing us, uh, checking in on, you know, how things are looking for uh, their portfolio and, and, and their retirement. Um, and for the most part, man, I can say that, uh, you know, this year <clears throat> continues to, uh, to at least, uh, try to claw back some of, of last year's, uh, losses. So, uh, you know, if for folks that, uh, weathered the storm, uh, last year, but kind of still don't know where the ship is, is heading. Uh, that's one thing that we pride ourselves in is making sure that we have, uh, the ship sailing in the right direction. So if you've been doing it alone and now you're kind of adrift in the ocean, not knowing which way you're going, um, that's something we can help with. You can call us 601-957-0323. Or uh, do what most pe- people do and email us at info at mypinnwealth.com. All right. Uh, there was some a lot of news. Every time we yes. do this, there's just tons of news. I mean, there's stuff that's just happening 
all yeah, over the place. We got some boilerplate news this, this week, though. Uh, you know, we got Trump getting indicted yet again. Uh, that, is this like the millionth time if he's gotten indicted? This is the third time. There is a uh, there is a another one uh, on the way. On the way, uh, in Georgia, nice. uh, you just you 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 do begin to wonder like what in the world is this going to look like this time next year? I mean, it, it's 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 just. Whew. And then there was news that I, I want to get your thoughts on, um, and that is uh, the uh, downgrade. Yep. Uh, the. I'm reading a, a headline here. Fitch downgrade won't break Washington's tax spending habits. Uh, <laughs> Fitch ratings chastised Washington policymakers this week for fighting too much, spending too much, and cutting taxes too much. Republicans and Democrats are likely to keep doing all three. Fitch's downgrade of its U.S. government debt rating Tuesday only fueled more of the partisan bickering that the firm said was raising concerns about America's ability to tackle its swelling budget deficits. Uh, and as Congress prepares to hash out spending for the next fiscal year, the two parties aren't considering the policies that could meaningfully address the problem, raising taxes or cutting spending on major programs such as Medicare or Social Security, for those who don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, earlier this week, Fitch ratings downgraded the U.S. government's credit rating weeks after President Biden and congressional Republicans came to the brink of a historic default. Warning about the growing debt burden and political dysfunction in Washington. The downgrade, the first by a major ratings firm in more than a decade, is evidence that increasingly frequent political skirmishes over the U.S. government's financing finances are clouding the outlook for the $25 trillion global market for treasuries. Fitch's rating on the U.S. now stands at AA+, or one notch below the top AAA grade. So what does that mean? Well, let's first just put this into like everyday person terms. So, you know, there are, we have three, um, there's actually three rating agencies for the U S government Fitch being one of them. Uh, and not just U S government, I mean, global debt, not just government stuff. Uh, Fitch being one of them, um, the smaller of the three, uh, S and P being probably the most, uh, uh, recognized. And then another one called Moody's, uh, S and P downgraded, the U.S. debt in, I think it was 2011, um, and it's kind of you know it's kind of funny. It's taken 12 years to get a to get another one, but essentially what's happened is the U.S. had like a 800 credit score, you know, putting it in terms of things that we see on a daily basis. And now, you know, instead of having an 800 score, we're going to have a you know a 750 or a 775. We still have a a really high credit score, but um, it's kind of, you know, what's kind of happened is we have, um, we have just continued to put money on our credit cards, you know, and, and kicking the, that payment down the road. And, uh, and then, you know, where if you and I maxed our credit cards out, um, you know, the credit card company could say, Hey, we'll extend you, you know, more credit, um, on your cards and, and, uh, and, you know, we could keep maxing them out, but you and I don't make those decisions. It's American Express or Capital One or, you know, Chase or choose any credit card company um, that decides on what they think your ability to repay that debt uh, actually is. And they'll either make a decision to extend or not to extend you additional credit. Well, the U.S. government essentially extends itself. It's on, it's on credit. It'd be like me and you having a, 
you know, calling American Express and saying, hey, um, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you that you're going to give me an additional $50,000 on my line of credit on my credit card. Uh, that just doesn't happen. So what Fitch came in and said, like, hey, look, this has gotten, you know, really out of hand. Um, it doesn't look like anyone is going to come to any agreement on some on austerity for spending. So they, you know, they said, Hey, we think that there's an increased risk that down the road, uh, the U S uh, it will not be in as good a shape as it has been in the past. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what's happened here. Now I don't want to sound the alarms because we are still the highest rated credit rating, you know, of, of any country, uh, on the planet. Um, we are still are in great shape, you know, relative to the rest of the world. But, you know, I think this is, this was, uh, one of the folks that, that's kind of stepped out in corporate America and said, Hey, uh, we're not comfortable with this anymore. And we're going to, we have the ability to do something about it. We're going to be a first mover. Cause when S and P did it, like in 2011, they caught so much shit for, for the downgrade. And, um, you know, and ultimately it didn't really do much impact wise to our government change behavior patterns or anything like that. Um, you know, and for what you probably see today, which, you know, I'll be full disclosure. Um, I have been out of the office all morning long. So I haven't looked at what the treasury markets are doing this morning, but I'm willing to bet that yields went up because you would expect, you know, in a riskier, a riskier investment, even though that's a very relative term here, um, that you'd, People will pay more, demand more for um, interest for their investment. So I imagine that yields went up a little bit this morning in the treasury market. Uh, I know yesterday, you know, stocks kind of got a little bit manhandled. Um, you know, uh, I think the tech sector, NASDAQ down right around 2%. Uh, S&P and Dow are down probably about 1%. That doesn't surprise me at all, you know, on the heels of of, of that announcement. But, um, you know, I think it's kind of a shot across the bow for our legislators that, hey, they've got to get their house in order. Um, and and we're kind of like a massive, you know, ship. It's not going to, we can't turn on a dime. It is going to take a a while for, um, you know, to, to get spending down. Uh, and we can't even agree in, in both chambers on, on what a balanced budget looks like. So I just don't see that changing, uh, you know, and, and in both, both parties have had the opportunity. They've had majority in, um, you know, in both of the, both of the chambers, uh, at different times, they've had the opportunity to do something about it. Uh, they did not, um, I'll, I'll give the Republicans the same black eye. I'll give the Democrats there. And it's usually when there's a, you know, a gridlock when you have one chamber, ruled by the Republicans, one chamber ruled by the Democrats where you get, you know, compromise and, and balance done. But, but we have, uh, man, we have not, we have not seen that in several decades. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get our stuff together. Um, I know that doesn't sound very <laughs> uplifting and I'm not trying to be downtrodden. I just don't, it's just really hard for me to see as, as divided as we are right now. Uh, as a nation politically that that uh that the chambers are going to get their get their acts together and and work on this or compromise i would love to be wrong about that i i can tell you that they're not going to get their acts together and compromise they're they're <laughs> yeah, not i think that's 
I think that's being realistic to make that statement. Um, I, we can I, I wishfully mean, think, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, we, I agree with you, man. We're lost. I mean, as a, as a nation, we 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 fight over the dumbest things. Now that this is we, the number of people that don't understand what the they don't even I don't know we live in an, in a drive down the road people are driving major hunks of steel down the road and they're staring at their phones at the same time they're we're, we're complete they're not reading the Wall Street Journal on the phone by the way they're, they're, they're we're we live in in, in an increasingly you mean, you mean they're not they're not educating themselves while they drive now? no we live in an increasingly oblivious world they're on X or meta well they're not and 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 but they're they're on TikTok. They're they're listening. The stuff they you ever listen to the words in in, in American pop music today. Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you, sir. I do not listen well, to contemporary pop music. I don't either. But someone sent me some lyrics. I mean, I mean, I thought the lyrics to WAP were were pretty awesome. A generation ago, you wouldn't have heard that on the radio. You just wouldn't have. Dude. You wouldn't have heard it. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, whap. Yeah. I mean. I just had to take a, I know she's a listener to our show, so she'll appreciate the joke. It is very genius writing. I mean, lyrical genius. Very poetic. I mean. I mean, I, I would, I would actually venture to guess, she probably makes more money per word, original words written in the song, uh, than any other artist because I think she just says the same thing over and over again. I mean, I realize it's political spin, okay, I do, but we now know beyond a shadow of it, unless you believe that 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 everyone's making this up about Hunter Biden. We now know that the current president, when he was the sitting vice president, used his influence through his son to enrich himself by tens of millions of dollars. And there's nothing happening. That's the world we live in. We have a, we have a, a, a former president now thrice indicted, three times. No matter what you think of those indictments, he did enough to get indicted three times. Now, I, I, I would argue that the J6 thing should, based on everything I've read, should not be a criminal prosecution, but should have gone through the impeachment process. And all that being said, that those are the two people who are going to run for president. Again. Again, yes. I mean, I, I, again, I mean, I'm not, that's not even meant to be all that political. And and we, we're not as, as best we can do. I hear people say this over and over. We're not a serious country. I have a mailbag question. I'll read the mailbag question to you. You tell me cool. what, your, what your answer would have been. I'm working on my Is mailbag. mailbag for like, for, yeah, for rebelgrove.com. No, it's okay. for rebelgrove.com. It's, cool. it's the mailbag presented by Hillco Insurance, edition 237. Okay. The 237th mailbag, I answer a lot of football questions, a lot of sports questions, a lot of stuff about conference realignment. 
someone uh, emailed me about his dog. I do not let your dog, by the way, public service announcement, don't let your dog eat corn cobs. It's very dangerous for a dog. I don't know. I didn't either. The question is, and I'll change one of the words to take the profanity out of it, and I'll, 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 make, it, I'll make it a little milder. A little PG-13. Why is our country such a crap show, and how do we fix it? That's the question. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm flattered that somebody would ask me, how do we fix it? I mean, I'm of the opinion that we, it, what's happened is, I, I'll answer, I'll give you my answer. I said, we've lost our minds. The powerful elites like it this way, which is something I believe. We've been taught to hate each other, to distrust one another, etc. The social media has infiltrated every walk of life, and in many cases, it's been destructive. The family unit's been weakened. I could go on and on, but I'd anger a lot of people, so it's not worth it. So I, I, I cop out on it myself. I mean, I, I think a lot of things. I think about what life was like when I grew up and what life is like today, for the most part, and I feel bad for our kids. That's what yeah. I think. I mean, and, and then I, but I don't want to sound like old man at clouds, yelling at clouds, because I don't <laughs> consider myself that old. I don't think I look old. I take care of myself. Um, I keep up with what's going on in the world. I, I don't keep up with a lot of the pop culture stuff because I don't find it all that entertaining. I'm like you. I don't listen Agreed. to. I don't listen to the current top forty music because I don't think it's very good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It just means that I grew up in the '80s and I like yeah. '80s music, and I don't like '90s music. I think it sucks. I do like. Oh, dude, I love '90s music. Do you really we'll have to? We'll agree to disagree there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, '90s cool. '90s alt rock and '90s alt rock and '90s hip hop is. Okay, and I like some. I do like some '90s hip hop, but I like a lot of '80s music. I catch myself. There's a Peloton run that I do. It's a guided run. It's a 60 minute run. It's a lot of uh, a lot of it's '80s music, and and it's like it starts with that Kyrie song. Remember that? Yeah. And then the next song is "Love Is a Battlefield" by Pat Benatar, and and then there's a few songs that I'm not crazy about. There's some the Bengals, and there's some Banana Rama that I'm not crazy about. But by that point in the run, I'm not really listening anymore. And it ends yeah, with you've, uh, you've gotten to your zone. It ends with Bon Jovi and 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 Phil Collins. Sign me up. So I'm 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 pretty good at that point. Um. Anyway, I, I catch myself liking '80s music. You know, I, I think it's it's there's, there's nostalgia there, and I also think it's good music. Um. Yeah. But but anyway, well, it's back not, when it's, things were analog and yeah, but you, know, you did things in one, two, three takes, and uh, there was no digital editing of. I agree. It's it's more. I think it's more pure. I'm not saying that people aren't good musicians today. I'm, I think there probably are. It's just, I don't know. I, I agree with you. That but, day of but, analog recording was was just pure. But, you know, I grew up in Ruston, Louisiana, and our life was pretty simple looking back on it. Um, we went to church on Sunday. I went to Sunday school. We usually went to early church. My parents are early risers. Uh, we went to Sunday school. And then we went home, and I would watch the NFL for a little while or whatever was on, and then I'd usually go to, to the back to the church, and I would go play basketball in the afternoons, and I'd go to, I think it was called UMY or MYF. It was youth, is what it was. And then I'd go home on Sunday, and I'd go to bed, and I'd get up on Monday, and I went to school, and I did my homework, and we played in the neighborhood, and I played sports, and... My parents had friends in, in Ruston, and sometimes we did family stuff together with people, and and uh, I was very fortunate. I grew up in a 
an intact nuclear family home. My parents have been together since they were high school sweethearts, if not before. Um, I had two bro. I have two. I have two brothers. Um, one that 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 throws political crap at me, and to the point where I opted out of the family chat. Family chat last night. I just opted out of it. Um, which is probably stupid, but I did. I, I'll I'll get back in at some point, but I I needed to get out yesterday. I was losing my sanity. Um. I just think life was simpler. You you went to school dances and things like that and we like I said we played sports and it just was different. I look at kids now and um I don't know, there's a lot of there we the the, the stuff that's just at their fingertips is is not healthy in my opinion. I think it's that's it, decayed morality for lack of a better word not their fault. I think it's intentional. I think, I think what's been, what's been done to our kids is intentional. Um, we put a lot of pressure on kids that we didn't put that I didn't have on me. I didn't, I didn't, you look at all these, like I look at all these baseball kids and they're playing baseball year round and they're, 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 they're going to these tournaments every week and stuff. And on one hand, that's really cool. And on the other hand, there's a lot of pressure to be a college player. They're not good enough to be college players. Like, I took Carson, who's a really good high school player. You've seen Carson play. Yeah. And he went to a couple of camps, and he was kind of talking about him. And I was like, hey, this is important that you hear this, okay? I don't care if you play college soccer or not. Just understand that. Your mom doesn't care, and I don't care. You only play college soccer if you want you want to play college soccer. Not, not for yep. me, not for her, not because you think that's what we want. So let me just be perfectly clear. We just want you to be happy. I want you to go wherever you want to go. You got sisters at Arkansas. You want to go there? Go there. You want to go to Ole Miss? Go to Ole Miss. You want to go to Mississippi State? Go to Mississippi State. You want to go off someplace? If we can figure it out, we'll do it. I want you to be happy. You want to play college soccer and get up at 5 in the morning and, and, and commit to that? It's fine with me. Yep. I'm good with it. You do it, I'm good with it. Yeah, you're not the one out there training. I'm not the one doing it. I'll cheer yep. for you, and yep. I'm going to support you, and I'm going to be there as much as I can be yep. there. But at the end of the day, don't do that for somebody else. And there's a lot of pressure that we put on on kids. And I, I, I think part of it is we've – between that and 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 social media and and the, all the stuff, and let's be honest, the porn and all the stuff that's on their, their, their phones, yep. I think we've stripped people of their childhood, of their innocence. I, I think we've – I just, well, dude, in, I just in think my men's group, uh, go ahead. Talk, I'm sorry. I, my men's group, we meet twice a week. Uh, actually, they meet several. There's other times that like folks can go. I go to to two of them, a Monday night and Tuesday afternoon, just to stay plugged in and um, and it's pretty raw. Uh, I won't, you know, I won't dis- disclose names or anything like that. But you know, guys talking about, you know, what's going on in their lives and. The crazy thing, man, is the the common denominator the the common denominator of uh, what's really destructive is uh, is porn, and um, you know, it's kind of it's 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 readily available. I mean, you know, when you and I were growing up, it was there. Um, it wasn't as, as easily available to us. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, y- you say that. Um, I'm a little older than you. Yeah, I mean, there were magazines and stuff like that. I'm, yeah. I but, never saw videos and stuff until, you know, I was into my, probably my 
twenties. First time I saw it. Yeah, that's not that's not true. High school band trip. Uh you know, in the hotels do you <laughs> you used to be able to rent the movies. That was actually the first time it was like Debbie Does Dallas like five thousand or something like that. Yeah. Uh I mean, but I can honestly crazy, say, man. I can honestly say, I've, I've told this story before. I mean, I, I, I just didn't have access to that. I mean, yeah, and it was a. I mean, good I didn't either when when I was in my teenage years. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you know, teenagers like now though, I mean, it's it's all over. You, you, there's there's desensitized to it. Yep. I mean, that's not good. Oh, and start thinking. And well, there was so there was a study in my men's group. We talked about this because one of the guys that that leads it, you know, he introduced. Uh, Oh gosh, now I'm forgetting the name of the series. It's a video series that talks about the impact of porn on the brain too. Uh and the the what it does to your chemicals. Um and it's like just like drugs, um, you know, to the the impact that it has on the brain. Uh but then also with the, but it, then you throw in like the intimacy disorder stuff that comes along with it with you know not being able to have a normal relationship because of you know you're watching well, let's, crazy stuff that females you, don't do. You want to do a, a, a PG-rated deep dive into this? Because I think it's sure. real. I think this is a real issue. I really do. I, I feel for young people. And I noticed that young people don't date like we did. So They don't, man. And that's and that, there's, something, there's something there. And I've still been trying to kind of figure it out. Like, there's a lot there. You look at the messaging on media, there's a lot there. But let's dive into the porn for just a second. Just a split yep. second. Let's be real about this. When I was... 15, 16 years old. I mean, we all have hormones, right? And the hormones are racing at that age. You're, there's a lot of curiosity going on. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You, you liked a girl, you thought she was pretty, 
you wanted to get, let's be real. You wanted to get to a place where you could make out with her, right? Where maybe, maybe you might get to answer some of the questions in your mind, if you will. Yep. Well, to do that, you had to ask her out back then. There wasn't hookup culture. You didn't swipe right right or swipe left. You had to call her on her phone. Usually you had to call her parents' house. Yeah, and, I was about to say the house, the and, landline. And uh, Mr. So-and-so might answer the phone or Mrs. So-and-so might answer the phone. And you needed to be able to say, hi, is so-and-so there? And they might say who's calling, at which point you would actually have to say your name, which, which would lead to a conversation. Well, included in that was the acknowledgement that this is a person who has parents. Um, And then at some point, if you were fortunate enough, you would ask her out, which meant you went to a pizza place or whatever, whatever you might be. You went somewhere, right, to do yep. some sort of an outing. And at which point, at least in my world, I mean, I, I wasn't the, the Casanova that you were, Martin, probably. Um, <laughs> I mean, that didn't, that didn't mean, hey, 10 minutes in, you know, <laughs> hey, let's get naked. It didn't, it, it never really went like that for me. And I'm no. sure, it, I'm sure it did for you because you are it, one good looking stud of a man. But, but me, I appreciate that. It, it did not go like that. Me, I had to put in a little more legwork and, and, uh, and which meant that I had to actually talk. The pun. I had to actually talk to the girl. Yes. We had to connect yes. on some emotional, inte- intellectual, uh, common interest level before yep. I was ever going to get anywhere close to what maybe the desired goal was, which means that by the time you got to that place, there that wasn't what you were in it for anymore. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it's and it's very transactional now. And now it's a transaction. Versus, it's a transaction. Yeah. Boys, literally, because they see this stuff, and it's all over social media. They, I, I, I Don't ask me how I know. I, I know. Boys, not all, but a lot of boys, they just, because they don't know any better, really, and, 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 and society, they get made fun of if they go on dates. They, oh, see, I did not know that, which they I don't, think is weird. That's really like, weird. I would, so they, I they, would they, they, not they, make fun of the dudes on dates. I'd make fun of the dudes that were so they text not on date if I was today. They text the girl that they just sort of know, hey, you want to come over? Want want to hook up? In other words, want to spend the night? Literally, want to spend the night? I mean, that's insanity. That's that's and I'm not and I can hear like bro culture going, hey, whatever. No, no, it's not good. It, it's not leading to any sort of a of a connection. It's not leading to a relationship of any sort. And so No, we're you, not training our boys to be, you know, men. men at that point either. No. And then and so and then I'll be damned if my two daughters are I mean, I'll I'll go to prison. I'll kill somebody. But so. it's beyond the go it's beyond that. It's it's what's happening is more and more young people are getting into their thirties, forties, without being married, without having children. And I have an opinion that that is that is a, a plan. I, I I think there's a I, I don't know if it's written out somewhere by some conglomerate, but I I think somehow it's sort of become the 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 the, the push in that direction. Hey, you don't need a man, you don't need a wife, you don't, need, and then you get to your this place, and and there's there's a lot of mental health issues out there. Yeah, that didn't I don't think existed to the extent that they do now then 
and I just think we have a, I think we have societal issues. I do. I think we have real fundamental issues. And as a dad of three, and I know you're a dad, I, I yeah, we got the same two girls, two two girls and a boy. I get a little scared of it, honestly. I get scared for my kids. I get worried for my kids. I, I talked to, I, I told Carson the other day. I was like, hey, I know this is an awkward conversation, me and you, but I'm. I'm going to have it with you because in case something happens to me, I want you to remember this conversation because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. I wish I were. I mean, I, I, if I wish somebody would come promise me that I could be alive when he's my age, cause I would be thrilled not for me, but to watch him grow up. Cause I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a special person. I really do. All three of my kids. I just think we're talking about men for a minute. I think Carson's going to be a special man. I, I believe that. Um, but I told him, I said, when you go to college, I mean, wherever it is, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Ole Miss, wherever, you all you have to do is don't worry about what the other guys are saying. Screw that. Forget it. Just ask, you see a, a girl that you're interested in, ask her out. You, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hit a lot higher in the lineup, if you will, than you may have a generation ago. Sure. I mean, just because dudes don't know how to talk. Guys don't know how to talk, and 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 I think girls still want a guy to ask them out and to talk to them and to get to know them because I've never met a I've never met many girls that didn't like to talk about themselves. And so I, yeah. I told him, I said, just ask a girl out, man. Go go get a cup of coffee or a soda or something. Get her to talk about her family and her stuff and her friends and where she's from, and you're you're off to the races. Well, I mean, I think that's critical and building relationships even like non-romantic relationships of course building relationships which is going to be critical for you know well for being a human is it's critical for being a human but it just helps because i'm like i mean there are so many people that i meet you know these like today that um that can't have a conversation and it's not i'm not asking them you know we're not having a, a, a conversation or, or a debate on like quantum mechanics but it's just like basic, like, hey, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. And there's like, look at you like you got 10 heads or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, all right, you're a, definitely a person that uh, is probably not going to be someone that I do business with if if you can't, you know, just have a, a real basic conversation. Well, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday who said that uh, they're noticing that, that, and it's coming out now statistically. It's interesting um, that out of college females are making more money than males because they're getting sure. better jobs and I, I have a theory for that yeah uh they know how to talk they because because <laughs> they can communicate girls communicate with each other at the at the very minimum yep at a level Dudes. that i don't know that guys yeah. do and so you get into an interview setting and guys i mean you tell me you interview people i really don't um guys can't communicate girls can yeah yeah it's true and I'm not. I mean, I'm not hiring somebody. If 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 I, if I interview for a, you for a job, and you can't have a conversation with me, I'm out. Because it's that's I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to get anything from you, in my opinion. Meanwhile, if I say, "Hey, I say this on your resume. Tell me about it," and you can tell me about it, I mean, totally different deal. I mean, yeah. if I can engage with you. It just, I don't, I don't, I don't, the answer to the question is what's wrong. I, I think it's getting to a place where it's kind of base fundamental and and I'm maybe I'm way off. I just, 
No, I don't. I don't think you are, dude. I think I think the 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 onset of the phone. I mean, so you can draw the line in the sand at 2007. We obviously know that's when that is when the iPhone came out. Okay. Sure, there were smartphones before the iPhone. There was, you know, the BlackBerry. Apple, the iPhone is not the first smartphone, but it is the most revolutionary iPhone. And I think like the, I think folks who were, you know, either in their late teens or early 20s or older, pre-2007, you know, you had to have those skills. Uh, You know, folks that were younger than their late teens in 2007, I'm not saying that there aren't folks out there who can. It's just I think there's fewer, and I think and I agree with you about the female um, piece too, because like a lot of our vendors um, or people that are trying to do business with Pinnacle, a lot of our sales people that are uh, calling on us are female, and and it's not a you know oh well, they're you know they're good looking and they're that's why they're trying to call on you because for the most part that doesn't really that doesn't move the needle. Um, you know, in our industry for, for, you know, oh, I'm going to do business with you because you're a, a pretty female. That's, I've, I've got clients money and I'm, I have a legal obligation to take care of clients. I don't care how pretty you are. If you can't manage money, then we're, I can't do business with you because I'm going to go to jail or get sued. And so, um, but anyway, the, a lot of the younger um, client relationship people, the salespeople that are calling on us, are female, you know, and are some of them pretty? Yes. Are all of them pretty? No. Are they all really, really intelligent? Yes, but they all communicate really well. And one of the things they do, I think that I, I think is one of my skills is uh, listening to uh, someone's problem and then trying to break down the solution into like English and digest digestible pieces versus just talking you know, the lingo. Now guys are super guilty, especially in my industry of just hitting you with the really high level jargon. And the thing I want when I'm looking, when I'm talking to someone is, Hey, can you talk to me in a real plain format? And if you can't, then I don't think you actually know what you're talking about. All you're doing is regurgitating something that someone really intelligent wrote. I want you to be able to break it down into your own words and talk to me like I'm, you know, like a first grader. Uh, and then, and then I build confidence in you. And that's, I think this, that's the communication pieces, building relationships and building confidence and guys very much, uh, are lacking that. We even see it in our men's group. Um, you know, dudes that are in their late twenties, early thirties coming in and they're struggling with just life stuff. And a lot of it is, uh, you know, they're one having to try to figure things out on their own and two, they don't have, uh, you know, a really strong dad figure in their life that's kind of teaching them and, you know, as a sounding board for them. So uh, then you have, like, these grown men that are really acting like, you know, teenage boys because they didn't mature past teenage boy status. Yeah. Oh, I I, I think sometimes, and I'm, I know you have probably experienced this too, it's pretty humbling when you realize how important your role as a dad is. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it really kind of, kind of. Sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, God, I didn't. And I yeah, took, I, mean, it, I took it, society, I took it seriously, man. you know. I mean, I, I took it seriously, but I never even, I don't know that I ever really thought, wow, these, these little people look up to me. I am 
whether whatever I do, I'm setting an example, good or bad. And yep. and you yep. you look at the like, I mean, I, you know, I don't even know what the like. I, I I don't even know the answer. What I'm even trying to get at. I I just think there's I think that role's super important. And I look at so not social media, but media commercials. Um, you ever pay a lot of attention to commercials? There's a there's a few themes that that emerge in commercials that are scary, that are I think that are wrong, that are that are trying to that are trying to subtly say things to us. Dude, I don't uh I don't watch a a ton of commercial. I mean, so I'm not saying I don't watch any television because I definitely do. Um, but I am super guilty of the um you know, either on Max or, um, you know, Apple TV, where I'm hitting shows that I like, and then I, you know, I watch it, and then I, there's not a whole lot of commercial interruption. Other than that, man, like I've really been reading a whole lot lately, and that's my wife's fault, um, because I, I don't like to lose. I'm super competitive, even though uh, it may not come across that way you know, when I meet most people, but like, it drives me crazy if like Jennifer can do something that I can't do or does something better than me. And I'm not, it's, it doesn't drive me crazy about her, but it's like, okay, well, if she can read a book a day, why shouldn't I be able to read a book a day? And the truth of the matter is, is that some people are just gifted. So I've been trying to catch up with her, man. So I've been reading a whole lot lately, trying to be cool. Like my wife. Yeah. I, there's a, there's a, uh, Dumbing down of men in commercials, uh, in in, okay. in yeah, TV I shows. Can... There's a uh, there's a a tendency to portray the man as this sort of buffoon, almost a well, cartoon dude, character. You there, there's there's there's. And I'll say that that even happened in shows. And look, I love Disney, man. I'm a Disney fanatic. Uh, you know that. Uh, yeah. I, I love Disney. But one of the things that I've have been really disappointed in, it just not recently, this started when, you know, my kids were, my big kids were young. You know, like we would always watch the cartoons and I'll watch the cartoons with them. And then they started doing these like shows with like, you know, live humans, not animated. They were, I don't know what you call that, a live action show. I don't know, a, not an animated show. And dude, like the way that the kids and they would portray the dads as kind of the stupid buffoons yeah and the way the kids talk to their parents mm -hmm. i'm like dude if i ever said that to my dad one i wouldn't be alive do, doing this podcast with you because he would have murdered me and if i was ever disrespectful to my mom in front of my dad like there's a lot of shit my dad would would kind of put up with um but like disrespect was just one that would set him off in i mean he would just lose his marbles set him off like snap go red uh we knew better than that and dude these like these shows these kids are so disrespectful to their parents and say things that if I, my kids ever said to me i would probably uh you know go to prison for beating them with a paddle or something like that uh well you just didn't do it dude, you just didn't do it and, and and my kids don't do it i mean they they no, and they and it's normalized in those shows yeah no it's like there it's, would be some things like gia and even the big kids would say, and I would look at them like they had lost their mind. And Jennifer, like that's they're getting that from those shows. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I was like, no, we don't do that. We don't do that here. Because uh, I will, I'll lose my mind on the disrespect stuff. 
So there's the answer to your mailbag question. I don't know. Can I, how do I, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to how I fix it. I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm concerned that we're past that point that we're, it's, it's become, it's become normalized to a place where it's not fixable. That's what right. I, I mean, kind of what I, I think. think this is not a sexist remark by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that a strong, a strong man in the house does so much, a, a healthy, strong man in the house does so much good for that family unit, which in turn will, you know, do good in a, you know, in society in general. And, you know, I think one of the things I do appreciate about kind of the men stuff today versus the men stuff, you know, 20 years ago is, you know, there was so much of the, you know, sweep problems under the rug. Don't talk about it, man up, you know, uh, you don't, you don't talk about your emotions. You know, you, you just got to figure it out. And like, dude, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be processed because if it's not, it turns into unhealthy behaviors. And I will say, I'll give props to a lot of the dudes today. At least I'm seeing through, you know, like in my men's groups and, um, in my circle of friends where guys kind of are being like, Hey man, I'm, I'm really struggling or I'm, you know, I don't know what to do about this situation. I mean, like I had a, one of my real good friends from men's group call me, uh, yesterday, day before yesterday. And he and his wife are, are struggling and, you know, and he's not trying to leave or anything, but he's like, man, like, I don't want to mess this up. Like what, what would, let me just talk and you tell me what you think. And, um, yeah, we used to not do that, man. We used to, you know, just sweep everything under the rug and oh, sure, don't talk about it. Yeah, no, no question. I, I was fortunate. I grew up in a house that, you know, not, not everything, but I could talk. I could talk to my parents. Um, I could talk to. There were, I had like I talked about youth group. I had youth group. I had people I could talk to. And and I I've, I've told you I struggled with a lot of stuff at in in teenage years. My teenage years were not easy. I don't think anybody's teenage years are easy. Yeah, I was um, about to say. I, yeah, you but know, you know, there's people who there's people who admit it, and then there's people who won't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, mine were there were things that happened that made it tough. Um, yeah, for sure. But you know, I, yeah, that we've we have come a long way in that regard. We just, I don't know. I it was funny because that conversation came up in a different deal, and then I saw the mailbag question, and so I started putting a lot of thought into it, like. And I, but I worry about girls too. I mean, I, I do, I, I, there's this, there's a pressure on, we, I don't young people have this, not all of them, I guess the ones I'm around, at least they, there's a pressure on them to be independent and excellent and independently wealthy and those kind of things like in their twenties. And I'm like, dude, I was broke. And I, I yeah, mean, I was broke in my twenties. You know, I mean, it's okay. Like I've, I've had to tell my daughter I think that. that builds character though. When you're broke in your twenties, it's like you learn how to manage money. Like you learn. Well, and you also learn that it's, uh, you also learn that it's not, it, it, it look as my very good friend uh, and UAB basketball coach, Andy Kennedy has often said, and he's right. He says money won't buy happiness, but broke won't buy crap. Won't buy groceries. Yeah, uh, and he's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, you know, money can't buy happiness, but but boy, it can sure make you happier. Um, sure. But 
you know, you do learn at that point, in case you didn't know, that yeah, there's you can still have fun without, you know, without having a bunch of money and, and you can still do things that that are entertaining and you like you said, you learn how to manage money and how to save and yeah. how to sacrifice and stuff like that and you know and also appreciate your parents uh yeah that you might not have appreciated in your teenage years but. yeah but there's a they there's a pressure now that we put on people that i don't i don't know that's good i yeah i, I don't think, know I, mean, I, I got lots of thoughts and i think that's uh i think that's the i'm gonna call it the instagram society too where oh yeah everyone just shows their fake best and not what's really you know going on so then everyone only everyone's perception and i know i'm using a word i shouldn't by saying everyone you know people's perception is oh well you know jennifer is rich and beautiful and perfect and nothing you know and in my life is a complete piece of crap and so you know i'll never be as good as jennifer or, or anything it's like dude that's like that's all a facade it's not it's not real i do appreciate authenticity these days when people can come and be like hey I don't have everything together and I'm in shambles and I need help. Do you know someone that can help? I'm like, dude, I mean, if I can't help, then I will certainly help people, f you know, find it. I just think that's healthy, you know, where, you know, pretending that we have all of our proverbial shit and gear. Yeah. I call it is, fake uh, book. I call it fake, fake book. book. Very yeah, rarely yeah. does somebody post on Facebook. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, woke up today, got a, got a eye infection. I look like hell. Uh, <laughs> My my as kid my, as my, my wife has, has pink eye right now. Yeah, funny. my <laughs> uh, my kid just failed out of school. Uh, you know, my, right. my my job sucks. I hate it. Uh, I, I I don't have many friends. Uh, I've gotten fat. Nobody nobody posts. I mean, some people do, but most people don't post that stuff. It's it's right. it's just the happy stuff, right? It's just. I, I, and they, it's almost a weapon. And and so I I, I don't know. That, there's a lot of that. That you're right. That didn't. That didn't exist. I think you're right about social media and and all of that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I derailed this show and I apologize, but it's been on my mind and and I've watched the Trump stuff this week, sort of passively. It's interesting. The former president of the United States just got indicted for the third time. Yep, and we're sort of numb to it. Well, dude, he's leading the polls by. A significant margin, too. Correct. I mean, I, I haven't looked at polls today. I assume they haven't changed. Uh, he has it's, drastically. And I, I, I'm sure this is a coincidence, a total coincidence, that the, it, this indictment came down the day after the New York Times. The New York Times. That's the poll. New York Times Marist College, I believe, is is the poll. Yeah. So if you think that poll is biased, okay, cool. Yeah, not, you have beef with the New York Times. Yeah, it, it's. I, I don't know. Uh, the New York Times had Biden and Trump tied i think 45 45 and i'm like who are the other 10 oh, by gosh. the way like, who, like 45 to 45 equals 90 i'm always like who, who are the other 10 i mean you yeah. know I, I mean at this point at this point we all have i would think an opinion i mean i do want to meet the person that's like you know i don't really have an opinion of joe biden you know i don't really i, don't, I haven't made up my mind on that trump guy I'd, I'd like to meet that person i'm serious i would love to meet that person because I'd have questions, and not in a bad way. I'd be like, "How do you, how you do that?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, walk me secret. through this because you might have the secret to happiness here. That's right. Um, I mean, you, I'm, you I'm turn everything <laughs> off uh, outside of your house I'm, life. I mean, I'm totally serious. I, I, I mean, but 
right now, yeah. I mean, we're headed towards a summer of 24. We're almost into the primary season. The debates start. I think there's a presidential debate on a Republican uh, presidential debate August the 23rd. So that's three weeks from yesterday. I think that's right. It's going to all be about Trump. They're all going to fight about Trump. Um, Trump, the, 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 the thing in New York is going nowhere. The thing at Mar-a-Lago, they've kind of got him dead to rights, but most people don't really care, you know, the whole documents thing. Um, right. The J6 thing, there's just some fundamental questions about it, but, like, it's interesting that Trump's first kind of defense is, Oh, why'd you wait so long? Which is a fair question. I mean, everything that everything that they know today, they knew they knew in twenty twenty one. They knew it in March of twenty twenty one at the latest. They knew these things. Why? Why now? Well, it's because they they're 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 trying to eliminate him. But it's conceivable. In fact, it's. I mean, it's it's quite possible that Donald Trump. And by the way, none of these uh, charges, if he's convicted of them, none of these charges prevent him from running for president. None of them. So, talking about the J6 stuff. Right. So, it's conceivable that this time next year, Donald Trump has secured the Republican nomination or is in the process of securing it. And just be wild. <laughs> and is out on. Bond awaiting sentencing while he appeals a conviction? That, 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 is, that is not unrealistic. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that will happen, but... I'm, I'm, I'm saying it probably will happen. The odds of Donald Trump, based on just what I've read, the odds of Donald Trump getting a, quote, fair trial in Washington, D.C. are close to zero. Correct. I mean, if... if I'll tell you this. If... The prosecutor here, I think his name is Black. I would be interested. I would have a lot more. I would have a lot less skepticism about his case. If if he came out and said, you know what? Uh, Mr. Trump, you and your, your legal team, you can choose what venue we try this in. You pick it. We've, we, we feel like we can try this case Win be, it anywhere. beyond a reasonable doubt and convict you of these charges anywhere pick your place florida texas iowa mississippi go for it pick a place we'll be there i'd be like oh wow this must be a really compelling case but we're gonna do it in dc i mean it, it, it can he can he get a fair trial in dc and here's so here's the we get to the nuts of the of the genesis of our conversation is me talking the fact that i think that that i think no he can't get a fair trial there not that he's not guilty. I don't know. Beats me. I don't. I don't. I've read. I've read the indictment. I have different thoughts in some places where I think, oh, they might have something, and in some places, I'm like, so you're policing thought. I don't know that you can police thought. I don't know how you can do that. I don't know that you can establish intent based on some of the things that I've read. But I don't believe Donald Trump can get a fair trial in D.C., and that tells you something about the faith that we've lost in our country. I don't believe he can get a fair trial there. Uh, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. 
And so what happens if Donald – and all that happens with Trump's polling numbers as this happens is they go up. Now, I will tell you that I, 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 I do believe the Democrats have a strategy, and I think they're playing it out. I think that, I think that they believe maybe with a little less conviction that, than they did a few months ago, but I think they believe that Donald Trump cannot win a general election, that these things will work against him. I think they know that that Biden has multiple issues, his age, his frailty. He's now caught in a vicious lie that makes him look like a crook. Yep. He, he looks to anyone with an objective eye, you realize that he's corrupt, that he's part of the swamp. The swamp. It's a great word. Yep. Yep. He's part of that swamp, that he is corrupt because when 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 your only argument is well what about trump's kids that's not a good argument that that's not that's not a good debate you're not winning you're not convincing anyone that biden is not corrupt no one's questioning whether trump's corrupt i think we all sort of knew that going in but now biden is too so he can't run on the hey you know, I'm, I'm i'm gonna make the country calm again nope you didn't you didn't do that champ you're gonna run on a presidential record that sucks yet and probably get elected if he runs against Trump. Oh, I would predict today that he'll, he'll be reelected. I mean, which is just stunning. But I think, they, I think they know that this motivates the Republicans further and further and further into Trump's camp. And Trump is the one guy that, that Biden can beat. Because I'm not convinced in a general election that Biden would beat anybody else in that field. Because if, if, it ever, if the election becomes about Joe Biden and his record as president and dive into the Hunter Biden stuff and what that meant for Joe Biden. Yep. I agree. I think he loses. It's yeah, it's a huge detriment. But with Trump, he, uh, you know, he's got a lot of fodder. Because the one thing about Trump is that, is that this is works against him. In my opinion, is that Trump is this guy that is, he's so entertaining and he's so charismatic. And even the people who hate him have to admit that. He's entertaining, he's charismatic, he's bombastic. He the the camera finds Trump. It always has. It always has for for decades now. Long before he was a political figure. Hell, the guy had a yep. sitcom that I mean not a sitcom but a, a reality show that worked. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> crazy one, yes. Yeah. Um the the camera finds Donald Trump. The camera likes Donald Trump. Uh so the media liked Donald Trump. He drives ratings. So as long as he's in the race, it's going to be about him and not about all these other things that we should be talking about, like our credit rating and our scores and the social moral decline of our country and all of those things. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be about Donald Trump. And I think the Democrats know that as long as it's about Trump, they'll win. I think you're right about that, man. And if it, uh, it I don't because we'll if it, any debate about, if it, about substance, substance and yeah, if it becomes about Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy or, or, or whoever, those people are not compelling enough for the election to be about them. Right. The election will suddenly swing, and it'll become about Joe Biden. About policy. And, and yes, and Biden's. Yeah. And his failures and his record and his corruption right. and, and his age and the fact that he, he looks lost up there. and That the, his running mate is this person who polls at historically low numbers that everyone despises. And she's only on the ticket for one reason. It becomes those things. And and I think 
they know that in that scenario they they lose because I don't think I don't think Joe Biden motivates people to go to the polls. Donald Trump does. Yep, agreed. Uh, all right, we'll agreed. we'll stop there. I apologize for derailing the show. <laughs> no, dude, I enjoyed it, man. Sometimes you know things just need to take their natural life and path. I mean, and we talked about the credit rating on the front end. You know, I think uh, short-term Treasuries will have a little bit higher interest rates than I thought they were going to. So that still makes them a very attractive short-term option for cash. See, there we did. We bookended uh, our show with, uh, with, with finance matters. Yeah, we did. Look at that. Gave people lots of, lots of advice. All right. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Don't forget. It's mypinwealth.com. M Y P I N N wealth.com. Martin and Mona and all of the people at, um, at Pinnacle do a great job. They'll do a great job with you. If you uh, feel like you just need to have a conversation about your retirement plans, about your finances, get in touch with them. Worst thing that happens is you have a phone conversation. Best thing that happens is you end up uh, getting with them and and, um, some confidence. And they take care of you and you get some confidence and maybe a little relief and maybe you sleep a little bit better at night. So absolutely. MyPinWealth.com. We'll be back uh, next week with another edition of Mind on My Money from Martin. I'm Neil. Until next time, take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com